we've been working on a can we trust the Bible series, and obviously we could take it on forever, but we're just going to have some really good points in it as we go along. Today the idea we're going to talk about is uh, the inspiration of God, because if our scriptures are not inspired by God, then they're just a bunch of things that random people wrote down over the years. Christians accept the canon as the 66 books that we see in the traditional Bible. 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. Most Christians view the Bible as inspired of God. Literally, God breathed. Scriptures were given by the Holy Spirit and are not simply words of men. The Bible claims that inspiration to be true. It speaks of Scripture inspired by God in places like 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible tells of men speaking as they were moved by the Spirit, in places like 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Bible talks about it being given by the inspiration of God, and it talks about being moved by the Holy Ghost. It contains claims by those who spoke words revealed by the Spirit. In places like 1 Corinthians 2, 9-13, where a New Testament writer is quoting an old writer, he says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed unto us by his Spirit, by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which men's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the writer goes right on, starting out with quoting and moving into newer scriptures, saying flat out that this is what the Holy Spirit wanted us to write down, not something we dreamed up. But one skeptic might ask, what evidence is there that the Bible actually is inspired by God? Well, there's lots of evidence, and so we'll touch on some of it. One thing being the unity of the Bible. We already know there's 66 books. These 66 books were written over a span of 1,600 years by roughly 40 authors from every walk of life. Moses was a political leader trained in the universities of Egypt. He could have been a pharaoh. Peter was a fisherman. Amos was a herdsman. Joshua was a military general. Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king. His job was literally to keep a cup clean and present it when the king needed it. Daniel was a prime minister. Luke was a doctor. Solomon was a king. Matthew was a tax collector. Paul was a tent maker and a rabbi. In different places, 
The Bible is penned by Moses in the wilderness, by Jeremiah in a dungeon, by Daniel on a hillside and in a palace, by Paul in prison, by Luke on the road, by John when he was in exile on an island, and others in rigorous military campaigns in all the different times. David wrote a lot of his at times of war. Solomon wrote his at times of peace. These were all written during different moods. Some from the heights of joy, others from the depths of sorrow and despair. They were written on three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. They were written in three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. We have subject matter, which includes hundreds of controversial topics. And if that's one thing we know in our year and time of history, it's we know about controversy. It seems to be all that happens in 2023. And the subject matter in the Bible is not just one or two controversial topics, but hundreds of them. The origin of man and the universe, the nature of God, the nature of sin and man's redemption, and most anybody's sin of choice. And despite all that, the Bible is written in complete harmony and continuity. For example, the paradise lost in the book of Genesis becomes the paradise regained in Revelation. The gate to the tree of life is closed in Genesis, but it's reopened forevermore in Revelation. If you compare the continuity of the Bible with any other writings of man, they all fall short. Imagine what you could get if you took just ten authors, mind you, we had a lot more than that for the Bible, took them all from the same walk of light, all politicians, they're all blue-collar workers, or all people who knit or all people who work iron, literally all ten from the same walk of life, all the same generation, living in the same pipe time period, maybe four or five years apart in age, all from one place. They didn't just all come from Kalamazoo, they all come from the same side of town, all down the same block even. All one mood, all one contentment, and all one language. Give them one controversial subject and have those ten writers write about it. And you're not going to get any continuity. In fact, you might end up with a fist fight by the time it's over. You would have a big old conglomeration of ideas, a great big mess, and more likely than not, every type of fight you can think to have. So why on earth could we possibly have unity of the Bible with all the different walks of life and time spans and decades and places on earth and comfort levels? And the only possible explanation is that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. The writers were all moved by the same Spirit, guided by the same Spirit, and in a sense all were writing as one. Places like First, Second Peter 1, 20 and 21, which we've already read, provide evidence that the Bible is inspired. There's also scientific knowledge in the Bible that we didn't have for years after it was written. The, uh, the nature of the argument, uh, in the Bible there are scientific truths that man did not discover or realize for a very long time. Same thing with wisdom and resources. Facts stated hundreds of years before science was able to catch up to it. The writers of the Bible could have known these facts only through inspiration of deity. They could not have known these things on their own or discovered them because the technology wasn't there. They must have had divine help, inspiration from God. Just a few examples. 
In Isaiah 40, 22, it says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretch out the heavens as the curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Isaiah is writing about the world being round. It was thousands of years later when science said, Yep, it's round. And even to this day, if you look it up, there are groups of people who, despite science, still think the earth is flat. But Isaiah's writings speaks of it being round. The suspension of the earth in space, Job 26, verse 7. He stretched out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. That's not the kind of thing that before science or space exploration, human beings would have even fathomed. Because in human terms, you build something, you put it on a shelf, and you might even have to glue it up there. The currents of the seas in Psalms 8, verse 8. The fall of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. It was hundreds, I think even thousands of years after Psalms, when science and shipmasters were able to discover, you know, there actually are pathways and currents in the sea. Same thing with the springs in the sea, Job 38, 16. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the search of the depths? To say things like that, he probably got the same reaction that Noah's neighbors got. Are you kidding me? What's going to happen? There ain't no way. All nations of one blood, Acts 17, 26. And have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation. I'm sure back then there were many people who said, no, that guy from that other country doesn't look anything like us. There's no way that we're all the same. But the Bible knew that we were, and the Bible was never different on that. Such things were not known or confirmed by man until modern times. And that was with the aid of scientific instruments they didn't even have the idea of back then. But such knowledge reveals the omniscient mind that moved the writers of the Bible, which is just more evidence of inspiration. We're going to cut this one off here. When we come back this evening, we're going to come back with the idea of fulfilled prophecies in the Bible. Any nut job can say, oh, in 40 years this will happen, or oh, in 10,000 years that will happen. But it's awful strange when all these things actually happen. Because while anybody can make a prediction, only the one true God can make thousands of predictions that actually come true exactly the way he said they would. We're going to offer the invitation as we do when we're together. The invitation is not just good for when we gather, it's good for any time. But it's awful convenient when we are together. If you're a Christian and you have need of the invitation, it's open to you. And if you're not yet a Christian, by all means, the invitation is open for you as well.